0: Welcome to Season 2 of the Blossoming Podcast with me, Florence Grace. I'm a blogger, presenter and content creator with a passion for helping others with their self-love and body confidence, having struggled for years with my own. Blossoming was founded by me, so I could do just that. Via our newsletter, podcasts and social media channels, I try to reach as many people as possible, guiding them on their self-love and body confidence journeys. Before we get going why not give us a follow on socials at Blossom in UK and then click the link in our bio to subscribe to our newsletter. I promise you won't regret it. Right let's get into it and talk all things self-love and body confidence. longer than I can even remember since I have made a podcast episode. Wow. I've really missed doing it. I absolutely love recording podcast episodes. I love presenting. I love chatting and just rambling on. And it has been a hot minute since I have done anything for you guys on the blossoming podcast. So first and foremost, let me apologize for that because it's been a long time and I know you guys were probably expecting something to pop up and have now probably forgotten that this was even here. But way we're back, we are back with a bang. I am determined to get a podcast out at least once a month and I'm hoping that you guys will hold me accountable for that. So that is the plan going forward. How the heck have we all been? For those of you who don't know and might have missed it, I have had a baby since the last time I recorded, I'm pretty sure, and we have been stuck in a global pandemic for about a year, and life has been really crazy. But here we are, we've made it, we're struggling, some of us, most of us, probably all of us, we're struggling, but we've made it, and here we are. I wish I could get like a Q&A thing going, I want to hear how you guys are, how you've been, how you've been getting on, but I'm sure we can do that all on the socials when I publish this episode and we can chat and catch up and find out what everyone's been up to. If it's the same as me, then it's probably sitting on the sofa, binge watching Netflix. I think I'll probably need to do a whole episode about Netflix recommendations because I've watched more series than I can even count. Anyway... I digress. Going off topic. We're back. Whoop, whoop, whoop. There has not been a podcast. There has not been a newsletter. Everything has been dead and silent. But I have found myself now that I'm back at work and not on maternity, sort of um, re-energized with this passion to create and work. So my blog is back up and running, and I've started some new ventures and. I'm now getting back into this, I've been doing some courses and I've just been keeping busy, busy, busy. And it's kind of weird because you might think, oh, well, when you're on maternity and you've got nothing else to do except look after a baby, that's probably when you want to be, you know, making use of that spare time. But trust me, trust me, there's no spare time. And if there's spare time, you're too tired to do anything else. So the content creation has been at a minimum but I'm back at work now, Jets at childminders two times a week, I'm working full time and somehow squeezing in time to do my own thing, you know, the podcast, blogging, etc, etc. Because I love it and I've missed it and I want to keep putting out the good stuff for you guys. So here we are and I hope you are excited. I know it's been a while, but today's episode is a good one and it's gonna be a juicy one and I hope that that more than makes up for the fact that there has been such a massive gap. So, what are we gonna be talking about today? We're gonna be talking about body image. We're gonna be talking about body confidence and we are going to be talking about the fact that you don't need to suppress your appetite. If you read my blog, www.lovefromflawrencegrace.co.uk. You may have already seen a post go live in the last week saying exactly this, you don't need to suppress your appetite. And this podcast is going to be based off of that blog post. You don't need to have read it. But I know that some people like listening, some people like reading. So I try and do a bit of cross platform content creation sometimes. However, This isn't just going to be me sitting, reading the blog post, it's going to be talking about some other things as well. So, before we head into the episode, here are your trigger warnings. I'm going to be discussing body image, weight loss, weight gain, fat shaming, um, binge eating, and obesity, and things like that. So, if those are triggering to you, if you're not in a great place mentally right now, then maybe tune out and listen another time. Um, If it's not for you, no worries. There'll be other episodes in the future. And just before we continue, I just want to say, like always, I do not have any qualifications in, I don't know, anything in like mental wellbeing, body image, anything like that, wellness, fitness, health. I just talk from experience and from my opinions. So don't take anything I say as gospel, um, but, but you know, it's just my opinion and I'm just sharing with you guys my own knowledge. I am not a qualified professional in anything that I'm going to say. Cool, serious stuff out of the way, mini catch up, had. Let's dive into it, shall we? So... Today, we're going to be talking about why you don't need to suppress your appetite. Now, it might seem like a completely random topic to be discussing, but it does stem from a news story, relatively old, came out on the 11th of February, um, and we're on the, what, the 23rd now, so a couple of weeks ago, but still relevant, and links to Boris Johnson's announcement last night about easing out of lockdown. How, you might be wondering? Well, keep listening and you will find out. So, on the 11th of February, it was announced that there is a new drug that's going to be used supposedly to help obese people suppress their appetite and lose, and I quote, more than a fifth of their body weight. This is done via a drug that is taken via a weekly injection, and is said to be, quotation, effortless when it comes to losing weight. This is something that, I mean, scientists have excitedly proclaimed it to be, and another direct quote, a new era in treating obesity. Did you hear that tumbleweed just blow past? A new era in treating obesity. Okay, so first and foremost, I want to proclaim it to be yet more of the same old bullshit. I just, it does not sit right with me. Treating obesity with appetite suppressants, does that sound good to you? Because it does not sound good to me. Suppressing your appetite is not good for your health. So the drug in question that's being used to, to do this, to help treat obesity, is... Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's semaglutide. I'm reading it as it looks. Hopefully, if you look it up, you'll know what I mean. But anyway, it's used as a treatment for type 2 diabetes, which is great, cool, fab, great. Treat that disease. That's, That's fine. That's good. That's a lifelong condition that people need help treating. Fine. However, in this case of treating obesity, the dosage is up so that on obese people, the weight comes down, and this only works by suppressing their appetite. There are just so many things wrong with this. Primarily, that appetite suppressants aren't good for your health, and honestly, all people go on about when it comes to people that are overweight and obese, and even just a tiny bit fat, all they talk about is how unhealthy these people must be and what a strain on the nhs they are and then suddenly they're happy with the idea of pushing appetite suppressants what about appetite suppressants sounds healthy or even healthier and more appealing than a fat person really like that that thought process is just baffling to me because your appetite is so important Like Yes, it can be altered by different factors in life, like your diet, um, if you're going through stress, if you're going through pregnancy, menopause, any kind of life change really can affect your appetite. Your appetite is actually really in tune with the rest of your body. Um, This is something that we will touch on later in the episode, but your appetite is so much more important than you probably think it is. And it does a lot more for you than you probably give it credit for. So to say that you need to suppress your appetite is just, no, that's just no good. It's no good. Your appetite is something that you need because generally speaking, it indicates to you when you're hungry, if you need to eat more and when you're full Listening to your appetite allows you to adequately nourish your body and keep it going. Suppressing your appetite is certainly not gonna do your body any good when you're hungry by not supplying your body with the food it needs. Because, I mean, for like a really basic comparison, like food is fuel. And if you don't have enough fuel in your car, it stops running. It doesn't work anymore, it doesn't go anywhere and that is pretty much how food works with your body if you don't eat enough your body will stop working you'll be drained you'll be tired and you won't be um you won't have the energy to do anything that you want to do so therefore if you suppress your appetite your body is going to start flagging pretty quickly and that is a negative reaction to me that is not what we want people to be going through that's not healthy it's not positive why on earth would we be encouraging suppressing appetites? Another massive concern with um, pushing an appetite suppressant is that it could have the danger of appealing as what I would call a quick fix to vulnerable people. We already know that there is a huge, huge body image crisis taking place right now. No thanks to social media, specifically Instagram, people feel more secure than they have ever felt in their lives. Lockdown has only heightened these insecurities because all we can do is sit all day scrolling on social media. So we see all these celebrities and these influencers with what is deemed to be the perfect body, which looks like almost no one else's body and probably certainly not yours, and you're left feeling rubbish. And it's just contributing to this body image crisis that is growing and growing. We are constantly pushed the narrative that thinner equals better, and that fat equals bad, and that the only acceptable quotation mark flaws are the carefully displayed ones from the quotation mark curvy size in eight influences who are then labelled as brave for showing these flaws, you know, that one stretch mark that they have or that tiny crease in their skin that they call a fat roll. I've spoken about this before, so it could sound repetitive. And I'm not diminishing that thin people can have insecurities. Every single person on this planet can get insecurities and probably does have insecurities. But what I'm trying to say is that even when you're thin, you take up space being called brave for showing what is called, in your eyes, a flaw, which makes it harder for fat people to be accepted. If you're a size A and you've got a tiny skin crease and you're saying, look at me with my fat roll, that only makes it harder for fat people to exist online. Anyway, there's a whole other episode about that in series one. I digress. Back to the point appetite suppressants. For years now, many of us have been fighting against all the diet products, I mean all of them, promoted by the celebrities and influencers, usually from like Love Island and TOWIE and Geordie Shore, etc. You know, the detox teas and so on. And some of them have previously promoted appetite suppressants. And rightly so, they've been criticised for doing so. And yet, now suddenly there's this appetite suppressant that's being offered by health professionals, labelled as a cure for obesity, and suddenly appetite suppressants are A-OK and celebrated. What? What? I'm sorry, what? Where has that? No, where has that change in mindset come from? It's still the same toxic trash. Just because it comes from a health professional doesn't mean that it's now suddenly okay. It's not. This drug is not a good thing. Why is anyone even trying to push this? Because like I've just said, having your appetite suppressed is so bad. It's such a bad thing. I I don't understand what's changed from a celebrity or influencer promoting an appetite suppressant and being criticised for doing so, and then suddenly a health professional can push it, and it's okay. They might have different titles, but the product is still the same. It's shit. It's not hard to imagine that this drug would probably be swooped up and sold as a treatment from popular clinics and surgeries that offer beauty treatments and um, small surgical procedures like uh, lip fillers and things like that. I don't know if that's the right terminology when I say surgical procedures, but you know what I mean. Um, You know, all easily accessible to the main target group when it comes to weight loss and body image. Say it with me. One, two, three. Women. Women you can just imagine, you can see it now, like the Instagram adverts or whatever, come get your nails done, get your legs whacked and your appetite suppressed for just £95. Bargain! I mean, I'm sure it would cost like a ton more than that, but you get what I'm trying to say. I just think that if this is um, marketed in this way, It will appeal as a quick fix to people who are already struggling hugely with body image and even those struggling with eating disorders who want to lose weight with as little effort and in as little time as possible. Can you imagine if someone was having an off day and they looked in the mirror, thought, "Mm, I could really do with losing a few pounds and looking more like Kim Kardashian. Oh, I know. I'll just pop to this clinic up the road and get a little jab to have my appetite suppressed for a while so I can lose some weight. It, no, that screams all kinds of wrong to me. All kinds of wrong. I think what we need to remember as well is that suppressing your appetite is effectively just another form of diet. And if we know one thing about diets, what is it? Yup, it's that diets don't work. The sickeningly ironic side to the news of this drug coming out, this thing that's labelled as a cure or a treatment, is that it doesn't even work. So this is true, this is all true. A woman who participated in this trial, she said that since stopping using the drug, her appetite returned and she's now putting her weight back on. Everything that she lost during the trial whilst using the appetite suppressant, she's now put back on. And she has described herself, this is a direct quote, as being in a constant battle with food. What a surprise. Kel surprise. Shock. Who could have predicted this? Who? Who could have predicted that as soon as this woman stopped using an appetite suppressant, she'd put weight back on? Diets don't work. They do not work. And if you ever needed evidence, if you've never listened to anything that anyone said about them before, listen now. She stopped doing this appetite suppressant drug, and she put the weight back on, because diets don't work. The very reason that the diet industry is worth as much money as it is. It is literally worth billions of pounds. And the only reason that it is worth that much is because of how it is structured. It is designed to fail. So you'll invest in a group, a, a weight loss group, we'll mention no names, or you'll buy some weight loss products or whatever else. And as soon as you stop attending a group, or participating in a class, or consuming a product, the weight piles back on. That is how it works. You then feel rubbish, you feel like a failure, and you think, right, I'm back at square one, what do I need to do? Ah, I need to try it all over again. And so you invest all over again, and again, and again. And you might actually think, no, this isn't working, I'll try something else. So you might hop from group to group, from product to product, trying to find something that works. And it never will, because it is all set up to make you fail. It's a vicious cycle, and until everyone breaks out of it, not just some people, not just most people, but everyone, until everyone breaks out of it, this horrible, toxic industry will continue to thrive. It thrives on our insecurities, and it thrives on our body image issues. If that doesn't disgust you to your core, I have nothing else to say to you and this is probably not the podcast for you to be listening to because it's only going to get more and more (laughs) hate-filled towards the diet industry from here on in. The fact that this woman's appetite came back shows that your body knows how much food you need and when. It showed that this drug does not work permanently. So unless you want to be injecting yourself with an appetite suppressant, every week for the rest of your life, forget it. Forget it. Your body really is a very smart machine and it knows what's best for you. So if it's telling you to eat, you should eat. It's important that you listen to your body and you eat intuitively. If you're hungry, just eat. Eat, eat, eat. Did somebody say just eat? Sorry, that just came in my head when I said just eat. Just eat. If you're hungry, eat. I can't say it enough. Appetites and are not the way forward. Diets are not the way forward. None of it works. However, however, with all that passion that's just coming through, let me just bring the tone down a little bit because I am aware it can sound a little preachy sometimes. It's just because I'm so passionate about this topic and I just want people to have freedom when it comes to food and freedom when it comes to their body however it's okay if you want to lose weight or if you lose weight without trying that is fine if you want to lose weight that's your prerogative you can do that if you need to lose weight for something again fine do it for you I can't think what you need to lose weight for, maybe some sort of surgery or something. I don't know. Again, that comes with the same problems, but that's for another time. If you need or want to lose weight, that is your prerogative. And I'm not talking about doing it for fitting into a bikini come the summer, but I do mean like legitimately want to for yourself, for your own well-being, for whatever reason, but not just to get a bikini board. That is not a good reason to lose weight. This isn't about being anti-weight loss though, because we've all been there where we've wanted to lose weight. I mean, I can be completely honest with you, and I say all this, when I had my baby, I didn't want the excess baby weight and I did want to lose it. That's not a bad thing and we shouldn't be shamed or embarrassed for thinking so. And we should also note that it is not our fault for feeling that way. That is 100% down to the media and the body ideals that they push on us day in day out but you know this isn't about being anti-weight loss it's about being deeply concerned about the fat phobia that runs rife in the UK in fact in almost all westernized countries It's about the way that body image issues are dealt with and the way bodies are portrayed and talked about over and over again in mainstream media because it's now 2021. I've been talking about this for the last four years maybe and I was not by any means um, there at the start of any of these movements or anything. I joined in years after they began and I still feel like nothing has changed And here we are in 2021, and you know, we still can't accept that everyone's body is different. Some people are fat and some people aren't. Who cares? It's usually a person's own choice to look the way that they do, or to eat what they want to, or to exercise when they want to, or if they don't want to. You know, that's someone's own personal choice. And I just think if you're ready to judge someone by what they look like or how much they weigh, just shut the fuck up. Seriously, no one wants to hear it. Like, They just don't. There is no need to do that to anyone. And, you know, sometimes we do have those thoughts where you walk past someone and it just comes in your head because you don't know any better. It's how you spent most of your life living up till this point now is, you know, judging people, thinking that people that look different from what we see in the media are bad or undesirable. And you might have some negative thoughts about someone. And that, again, is probably not your fault it's just to do with what's been pushed down your throat since day dot but we move we can all change and adapt our mindsets and learn to accept other people and I just think if you want to lose weight that's fine um, and if you don't want to lose weight fine we just need to start accepting people for who they are however if you do choose to lose weight, I do think it's important to note that it should always be done for the right reasons. And remembering that you don't have to look like anyone else. You don't have to be a certain way. And if that's why you're losing weight, they're definitely the wrong reasons. And I would advise that you reevaluate and think about it. And do you really need to do this? I think these conversations are going to happen more and more and more if we keep bringing out more and more ways to lose weight. And pushing an idea such as an appetite suppressant, making it available to people, I just don't think that is a good idea that's going to end well. Pills, suppressing your appetite in any kind of way, and weight loss clubs and groups won't work. They are all short-term. They're short-term solutions to a temporary problem that can be overcome if you stop listening to what the media is telling you. They're all short-term Problems for issues that have been made up that you can get over, because what happens when you leave a weight loss club and what happens when you don't have weigh-ins anymore? What then? More often than not, the weight piles back on, and like I said, you're back at square one. You're investing in a toxic cycle, lining the pockets of people that don't give a shit about your well-being or about your health, you know just like the women in this clinical trial did, all the weight will come back on and you'll feel like you're battling with food. And food should not be a battle. Food is there to be enjoyed, you know, enjoyed. You should not be struggling with food. Obviously it's different if you have a legitimate eating disorder, you know, but here we are. This is where we find ourselves in 2021, still talking about these issues. Diets are designed to fail and appetite suppressants will fail. It's not about your health, it's not about your weight, it's not about your body. No one cares about those. They don't care about what you look like, what you eat, how you feel about yourself. They just care about the money. It's time that we all broke free from this cycle and stopped contributing to it. It can only last as long as we let it. Now, you might be wondering about the reference that I made at the start that said that this links to Boris Johnson's announcement. He announced last night on the 22nd his uh, route out of lockdown. Um, and I'm not going to go through it all. You can find it online if you haven't already heard it. But it results in us all being given our freedom back entirely by June the 21st, including going to nightclubs. What's one of those? <laughs> I didn't go to a nightclub for like Nine months because I was pregnant and then it was lockdown. I can't even remember the time last time I went out for drinks in a club or anything. Oh god, roll on June 21st. Anyway, with the roll the rollout plan being um shared with us, and we all got this date of June 21st, instantly, and I mean instantly, social media was flooded with memes and posts about eating nothing but plates of ice between now and June the 21st, about eating one meal a day, about starving yourself in like a haha jokey way, but it's not funny. Um, You know, basically about how they have to lose weight between now and the 21st of June so that they look in their best shape when they're allowed to a club and allowed on holiday. It's so sad that we live in a society that thinks this way. And I think you know, we've started off talking about appetite suppressants and we've made our way to this point and I think it is because ultimately it is all connected. It is about the fact that almost everyone I know suffers with body image issues and it's about the fact that every day we are reminded that unless we look the way the media is telling us we should look, then we are wrong. We are not desirable, we don't fit in and we need to change ourselves. But the idea of the perfect body is changing all the time. And just when you think you've caught up with it, just when you think that you've made yourself look the way society wants you to look, they change it. They change the standards. It happens all the time. And that is why the very best thing that you can ever do is find comfort in who you are, in your body as it is, And just be yourself, love yourself, feel confident in the body that you have. You know, at the end of the day, your body is your home and it deserves to be treated with more respect than you starving it and depriving it and abusing it for the sake of trying to look like, I don't know, whichever celebrity is being pushed to the top of the heap at the time, you know, you deserve better than that. We all deserve better than that. It's by no means an easy way, an easy thing to switch your mindset up like that and to change how you feel about yourself and your body. It's not easy at all. It took me years to do it myself. And I still have bad days because I'm human, you know, and that's what happens. But if you have more good days than bad days, that is the place that you want to be in. You don't want to be in a place where you're considering eating plates of ice until June the 21st because you're so uncomfortable with how you look now. You don't want to be in a place where you are thinking about how you can get hold of some appetite suppressants so that you can quickly lose weight and with ease. You don't want to be in a place where you're so anxious about finally seeing your friends again because you're worried that they won't like how you look anymore. What the heck? If nothing else, in the last year we have been through so much trauma, there hasn't been much else to do other than eat. Especially when the government pushed that eat out to help out scheme on us, you know? So give yourself a break. Make today the day for a new start, a brand new start. It's time to start loving yourself and it's time to start feeling confident in the body that you have. So here's where I come in with some help for you. Because if you're struggling with weight, with body image issues, diets, etc, etc, there are some great things you can do to help. I've obviously spoken about these in series one of the Blossoming podcast, so you may have heard some of them before, but these can act as a reminder to you if you've forgotten to do this for a while, particularly during, you know, a global pandemic, you may not have been very kind to yourself, and that's fine. We probably are all in the same boat. If you're new here, these might be new to you, and so they'll be really helpful, I hope. So here we go. Six tips to help you with weight, body image issues, diet issues, etc, etc. Number one, follow some of the right people on Instagram. Some of my favourites include Alice from A Spoonful of Alice, who is an anti-diet blogger who used to do Slim and World and diet all the time and then turned her life around. It's just, it's so inspiring, her journey, like and the body positive and body confidence content that she creates, I just love it. I cannot recommend following her enough. Another great person to follow is Molly from Molly Munro Quirk. Previously, The Perks of Molly Quirk. Again, sharing some really great body confidence and self-love content. Um, I, I just, again, love everything she shares about um being sexy in a bigger body, being confident in a bigger body. I just I adore her page so much, so much. Another great person to follow who is a bit more serious about this stuff is Ashley Bennett, um, whose handle is Body Image Underscore Therapist. She describes herself as an art therapist, counselor, and author, and she shares some really great, serious, like serious quotes. They're designed to look aesthetically pleasing, but they contain statistics and facts that are important, such as what is internalised fat phobia, and about experiencing weight stigma, and about significant risks to the health of a fat person, and so on. So her page is really good if you want to actually genuinely learn about these kind of things, as well as starting on your own body image journey. And lastly, I would suggest Kenzie Brenner, um, who is all about healing, learning and loving um, with a really big focus on self-love. So I obviously love her, but her page is so honest. It's full of so many great posts about um, how she deals with um, being shamed by people in the comments under her photos because she's got quite a big following. Um, about being more than your body, about tummy rolls, being cute, things like that. So again, another really positive page. And I wanted to share those accounts because they're different from the ones that are always pushed. I'm not going to name them here, but you'll know if you read a body positive or body confidence or self-love article, the same names are always pushed. And so I wanted to put a few different ones out there for you guys. If you've got any more, feel free to share them across our social media. Use the hashtag blossoming or blossoming me grow with flow and I'll pick up on those and share those in future episodes Um, point two try to start eating intuitively this is something that takes a lot of practice it probably won't come naturally to you after years of not doing it and it will probably require a lot of effort but it's about going back to basics and listening to your body which I touched on earlier in the episode and I think if you can do the research and you can look into this I'm obviously not an expert, so I don't want to give out any advice and it be wrong. But I just know that eating intuitively is a really great way to get back in touch with your body, and um help you overcome your daily battles with food, so to speak. So that's another great thing to do if you're struggling with you know weight and body image, etc. Three, read empowering materials such as "Fatally Ever After" by Stephanie Yaboa and Body Positive Power by Megan Jane Crabb, also known as Body Possy Panda. Now, I know I have recommended all sorts of content from Body Possy Panda before, and I still do. She is the person who first helped me start on my own self-love and body confidence journey. And I just love the way that she um, encouraged people to love themselves, no matter their shape or size. She's a little less active on socials now, but her book is still great. It's so powerful. I remember buying it for a friend and it changed her life too. And um, yeah, just loved it. Fatally Ever After by Stephanie Eboa. Just an amazing, empowering read from such a gorgeous human being. I love everything Stephanie stands for. She's just such a great person. And she's another person who really has helped me with my own body confidence since day one basically so I would definitely recommend reading those two books of course there are so many more materials out there that you can read videos you can watch podcasts you can listen to but there's just two recommendations from me point number four take regular breaks from social media and mainstream media that means less TV, less magazines, and therefore less advertisements that push the diet industry down your throat, less ways for you to see people that are claiming to be perfect or you know that the media are claiming have perfect bodies and are making you feel bad about yourself. A break from social media is so important and I mean it's important not just when it comes to body image and self-love purposes, but also just for your general mental well-being. taking regular breaks from social media is so important because there's only so much content we can consume without our brains wanting to explode. And I find that even if you just take a one hour break, solid break away from your phone for a day, that really helps, like one hour a day. And that seems like a really small amount, but I think a lot of us will really struggle to do that sometimes because we're just so used to being accessible via our phones all of the time. So just Turning your phone off or putting it on um, silent or airplane mode or whatever, just for one hour, can really, really help. Number five, start practicing self love and trying to boost your body confidence. I have spoken about ways to do this a million times before on my podcast, on my blog, on my social media. So you can find it all over the place. You can find it in series one of the Blossoming podcast. You can find specific posts about it on my blog, lovefromflorencegrace.co.uk. You can find it on the Blossoming social media at Blossoming UK, or you can find it on my social media at Florence Grace UK. Of course, you can find it in a million other places. I don't have the time to list all the amazing places that you can find where to start when it comes to self-love and body confidence, but there are tons. I mean, even if you don't want to look at my content or you've looked at my content and you want new content, just go through who I'm following on Instagram because there are so many people I follow because of the fact that they just post amazing things about self-love and body confidence. And again, share your suggestions with me so I can share them in future episodes. That is That would be amazing, amazing. But all I can say when it comes to self-love and body confidence is that boosting your body confidence is not easy, especially if you've had low body confidence for a while and learning to love yourself is not easy if you haven't done so before. Small baby steps every single day can really help towards feeling better in your body and the aim is not to feel 100% about your body every single day. The aim is to feel better in your body more often than not. Because we're all human. Everyone has bad days. I say that I love myself because I do, but I have bad days too. It's just because we're human, it's natural. You're never going to feel 100% great about yourself all of the time. But like I say, the goal is to feel better in your body more often than not. And that starts with learning to love yourself and boosting your body confidence. And finally share the load. Speak to someone. It will make you feel 10 times better if you just speak up to someone. When you worry and stress about such big issues, such as body image and weight loss and weight gain and how you look and how you feel about yourself, it can really eat you up. Pardon the pun. (laughs) Um, But no, seriously, it can seriously eat you up inside and leave you feeling rubbish. And when you feel rubbish about something as big as that, it grows and grows inside you and begins to impact on everything else in your life. And you really don't want that. So even if they can't offer you a solution, even if they can't offer you any physical help, just sharing the load with them is bound to make you feel 10 times better. And there we have it. They're my top tips for helping you with body image, weight loss, weight gain and feelings around that sort of topic. And my thoughts on diet culture, which I'm sure you were all dying to hear after months and months of me not being around to harp on about it. I've really enjoyed recording today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm not going to go through and edit it because it was so long and rambling and full of passion that I think it's just a bit more authentic if I just share it as is. So I'm just going to press publish, it will go live and boom, you'll have the first episode of series two of the Blossoming Podcast. I'm so excited to be back creating these episodes for you guys. If there is anything that you want to hear me talk about regarding body image, body confidence or self love, then hit me up. Um, Florence Grace UK on Instagram or Twitter or Blossoming UK on Insta or Twitter. Let me know what you want to hear, if there's any guests that you want, because I'm really excited. I really want to start bringing guests on. And let me know what you thought about this episode. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify so that you never miss an episode or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Google class and all the other good places at yet podcasts you know where to go thanks so much for listening and i hope you enjoyed it and i'll be back really soon i promise you've been listening to the blossoming podcast with florence grace don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening from and give us a follow on socials at Blossoming UK. See you next time.